Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Fun show on tap today coming up in a half an hour. Josh Applebaum is going to join the program. Uh, an hour from right now, Jeff Seeley on his best bets with the Open Championship and we will begin with, honestly, one of the crazier nights you're ever going to see in Major League Baseball with everything that took place. First of all, late night results last night. This is all you need to know, right? A's shut out the Red Sox, 3 nothing. <laughs> the Strohs and Rockies game was 3-3 in the first. It finished 4-3 Rockies. Oh, my God, I missed that. That game had six runs in the first yeah. inning, and oh, they scored first, one more. First five at, over is brutal. At Coors Field. Are you kidding me? Oh. And then... Beyond that, it's the third day in history. Four games where each team scored 10-plus runs. You had the Diamondbacks and Braves at 7-5 going to the bottom of the second. The in-play total was 21 and yep. a half. Yep. And yep. it obliterated that number. How about that? I bet Braves run line. I scored 13 runs. I can't get... They can't you, you, lo- you lose the game outright. I know. And you get 13 runs from them. Yeah. We got emails today saying, I've been playing in 13-run pools for my entire life. I, I can never remember a team... Scoring exactly 13 runs and losing. Oh, sure. That was from Bill earlier today. Yeah, yeah. And up, madness. It, total madness well, last night. We, we had three games or 11 10. That's the first time ever, <laughs> yeah, right? Huh? Yeah. Okay, to land that, that. Yeah. And now you look at the best run differentials in Major League Baseball. The Rangers are number one at plus 162. Rays are number two at plus 149. Then the Braves at 145. And there are the Dodgers. Another big win last night. Yeah. And by big, I mean like they. Took the doors off Baltimore. Scored oh, a ton can, of yeah. runs. They're plus 94 now, run differential. Yep. 12 teams scored 10-plus runs. First time since 1884. Second most in history, what transpired yesterday. My God, then the crazy giant red game as well, what we had. So a- absolute madness. And then you look at the American League. Look at the AL East. Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Boston, Yankees all lost. Houston loses, as you mentioned. The only team that won was Texas, but they played Tampa. And they're, they're hot. They've won five in a row after we were worried about Texas, and they lost that series in Washington going into the break. Mm-hmm. They're up four and a half now. And the Yankees lose again, and they can't hit. So it's just, you know, it's now plus 125 to make the playoffs. They are only three back of Houston. But it's, I don't care who you get. I mean... 5-1. So, so what if Judge comes back, Look, right? Yeah, you can't hit the A. And that's the also, it's the worst scenario possible if the Angels continue to win games. Well, Because the clock's ticking here. We're close to the deadline. I was going to say, how about the timing now of this? With the Reds in the National League, what a time for that team to be on a ah, six-game losing streak. Yeah, I know. And to give both those games away yesterday like they did. And then at the same time, like you just pointed out, the Angels are now suddenly winning games. Otani did not homer last night, surprisingly enough. But that's, again... If they would happen to just linger around and they're a couple of back of the wild card and that's going to change the guy's mind, 
to say, now we're in this thing. We might make a run at it this year. Yeah. Who the hell knows? And then at this point, yeah, what do the Yankees do? I saw a report yesterday that the Yankees actually might want to add like three or four guys. Why? Why would you want to add like three or four guys? Well, the pressure. I mean, how do you, Boone and Cashman can't, cut. they should have been gone already. Well, but Boone, Boone and yes, Cashman I, I can't think, come back. But, I, I think Cashman's going to, I think he's well, got the lifelong job contract you, you locked know, up. Uh, I hate to say it, you might be right, but still you would think he'd feel the pressure though with the, even if he comes back with Judge in his prime and you have Cole and God knows you know how long you're going to have these guys, right? That you have to do something to get something done. But I, I would think that they could take the same stance as the Mets and Cohen that you, you would be sellers at the deadline coming up. That's what I would and, think. And, re, and here's here's their possible guys that could be available here about improving your team. Flaherty, Cease, Giolito, not a good audition last night. Scherzer, Bieber, Snell, Hader, Waka, Stroman, O'Neal. And of course, the big one's Otani. But some of the names that'll be out there that could be moved at the deadline, how you can improve your team and uh, and make a deep push in October. I would certainly make a move for some of the aforementioned names there. I'd make a move for Dylan Cease. If the White Sox make him available, a thousand percent, I'd make a move for that guy. The Orioles have to get somebody. Uh, yeah, and well, how many other teams should as well? Yeah, right. Well, I mean, if that if the Padres drop some games here coming up, I mean, you can get Waka or Snell, or this is. You know, but it, with Bieber out there or Scherzer, I mean, it, this would be fantastic. Cease, right. yeah, you're right. I think the Rangers. Even Stro- Stroman's had a hell of a year. I think the Rangers should add somebody. Uh-huh. I absolutely well, can. You want another starter? But Yes, I do. Okay. I want. Well. An, I don't think they're going to, but I, I would like another starter and more bullpen help. And I think the Astros absolutely have to make some moves. Yep. Now, they're waiting on a bunch of guys to come back. Well. And if they do, they're going to be okay, like offensively. But, you know, the bullpen falling apart a little bit over uh, recent weeks. And uh, the starting pitching, they, 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 they've been so nicked up. And injured. Definitely Toronto with Manoa's performance again. I mean, are you really you really feel good about yourself if it's going to be Gossman and Bassett to lead you in the playoffs? No. And Barrios no. has been solid at times, but that you know right. you can pretty much uh, throw out Manoa after he got lit up. But I'll tell you another team that'll do something will be the Giants. I mean, this is real now. They've won seven in a row at DraftKings. They are now minus three thirty to make the playoffs. After they sweep that, the other, they're not doubleheader, but they can pick it up after the suspended game. Right. But they're close to the Dodgers, and they keep winning. Phillies and Giants now minus 330. Baltimore is $4. The Marlins lose again. They're even money. The Blue Jays are minus 280. Arizona's minus 150. Milwaukee's up to 360 now to make the playoffs. Texas is 525. And the Reds, with this losing streak, as you mentioned, now plus 320 yep, to yep. make the playoffs. So I mean, uh, the, I'm surprised at that price with the Marlins, that they, uh, they've they lost eight in a row on the road. And uh, Arizona got a big win yesterday. But I mean, that's funky how that's going to play out for the final while. I, I think it's safe to assume it's going to be San Francisco and Philadelphia for two of the spots. Yeah, I think so, too. I was buying uh, tickets last night on uh, the Phillies to win the World Series. Yeah. So... Um, they're as low. I saw them as low as eighteen to one. By the way, to win the, they're. I mean, they're. I can't believe they never went in our draft last week. Really, yeah. that's the one team that stood out. Like this team really is not going to go in the top ten at all. Nobody's going to take them. So shocked humans passed on them to take the and, uh, and Dodgers. I, yeah, I know we were talking to Scott Tribuco, who was in studio money, but he said he wanted no part of Dave Roberts and the Dodgers. And you, hard to argue with the with the track record. I mean, the, the regular season they have every year, and they can't uh, get it done in October. I, but, I don't blame him. And, and what the Phillies did last year, and certainly with the pitching, they could, and then as uh, several people pointed out yesterday, that easy August schedule that they have. You want to get nuts? Did they catch Atlanta? I looked at that yesterday. They're nine back? I, look, I would have to find a— Ten uh, in the loss column? Yeah, you, you can find huge numbers on the Phillies to win that division. It is a cakewalk schedule in August, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And Atlanta's now lost four out of five. But you're you're getting Freed back and, and right at some point. Yes, you are. Freed's got is doing his rehab right now. So it's, I mean, it's fantastic. There's stuff happening every night here. Oh, absolutely. And and again, the timing of some of these losing streaks, the Reds again, terrible. Terrible timing. And the right. Marlins, like that's five straight now for the Marlins. Yeah. Uh Brave, Braves have lost three straight, but something tells me they're gonna be okay. Yeah. And every team has a uh well. After last night, now every team has a winning streak. I can't really call it a streak because it's one in a row for Arizona and San Diego. But the streaks are with uh, the Rockies, the Giants, and the Dodgers. And then everybody, like you said, lost in the American League East. So it's a wild season. It's totally up for grabs. This has uh, turned into what I think uh, you know the NFL wanted many, many, many years ago. 
and baseball was not like this for so long, where it was basically, oh, you can go and buy yourself a championship, and you can be like the evil empire or part of an evil empire, and it's it's not like that. I mean, you can make a case for any of these teams. Like I, that that draft that we had, the ten team future draft. I'm not going to be surprised at all if a team that did not get drafted wins the whole thing, because some good teams were left on the cutting room floor, and all of this, the way it's playing out again. Bad news for us, and I never, you know, I hate injuries to anybody, uh, but Luke Weaver, that came in again last night where you're either betting like a first inning run for the opposing team or their team total over, or the first five over, whatever. He actually took a comebacker off of his non-pitching elbow, and so he left the game in the second inning when it was 4-4, though, or third inning, uh, top of the third when it was 4-4 at that point. You just need to continue to bet against the... Now, I didn't yesterday with Manoa, but... You know, in his one start back last week, he was okay. Yesterday, kind of reverted back to the guy that he was before he was sent down. Mm-hmm. But And you're right about the Blue Jays, because I think the Blue Jays are good enough to win the entire thing, but not with their current uh, starting staff. They they should be in the market to add, like, a starting pitcher, because it, it, you can't, it can't be Gossman and, and Bassett, and then you, you're going to have, like, your fingers crossed, and you're saying a right. prayer when Barrios goes out there and takes them out. Right. That's better than Baltimore, though. I mean, forget about an ace. Baltimore has no one close to even someone on Toronto's staff. But still, full marks to Baltimore for what they've done to be 20 over. Well, look at last night. Wells has been one of their best starters. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the Dodgers offense we're talking about here. So, but that's not exactly, I mean, you're going to be facing teams like that in the playoffs. Sure. But but to the the point, though, about who can you add, a lot of these teams are in no man's land. Like, the next week and a half is going to be huge for the Mets, for the Padres, you know, we know the White Sox are going to ship people, but you know, what are these organizations that may think they're still in it? What happens in the next ten days if they go on a small winning streak or losing streak? If they decide to punt or they actually go for it or just stand pat? Yep. Some of these big names are on those teams, as we mentioned. I'll tell you too. I mean, I, I know that this is uh, way late to the party, but it's something that we talked about. You know, a couple of weeks back, sound the alarms for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, this is this is thirty-five games now. Yeah, they're not coming I, out of the American League. Yeah, I wanted no part of six to one. No, I neither it was did ridiculous. I. Ridiculous. No, look yep. at what has happened to yep. their offense. Yeah, I mean, all those guys were absolutely that, mashing for the first two months of the season. I thought the same thing though about okay, playoff time. All right, who do you got after McClanahan? Who do you trust? Yeah. Who can you go to war with? I know. No, it's a thirty-five game sample now. Yeah, after the hot start, I mean, it's it's under five hundred now. Well, that's the thing we're talking about. All these staffs, it's going to be McClanahan and what Glasno. Uh, that as we yeah, Eflin. Uh, Eflin's yeah, good. I mean, well, but I mean, maybe yeah. But October baseball, okay. I have right exactly. Yep. All right, let's follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. We'll recap what a what a wild night again last night in Major League Baseball. More of a recap from that and other sports coming up next, and uh, some really truly dynamite videos that we have on tap here on Follow the Money Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine 
And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Manoa had nothing. Musgrove was dynamite again. And the Padres took money 110 up to 130. They beat the Blue Jays. Angels 105 up to 120. Yankees cannot hit. 27th in batting average as they get beat again. Cardinals 145 up to 170. Marlins have lost eight in a row on the road. And again, runs, runs, and more runs. 12 teams scored at least 10-plus runs. First time since 1884, second most in history. Rockies plus 185 upset the Astros. Diamondbacks plus 165 uh, over the Braves. The A's plus 160 shut out the Red Sox. Soto to go deep, 4-1. to one. Riley to hit two home runs, 40-1. to one. Christian Walker to hit two home runs, 65-1. to one. Machado hit another home run. He's on fire plus 450 and the Diamondback Braves total was 10 and a half and went over in the second inning madness subscribe be part of the team visa.com our radio and podcast friends Andre will put this up later at Paulie does Vegas on Instagram top five day here with win some lose some the the videos are awesome today like someone's a little excited for the barbecue chicken here I mean look at this guy tippy toe tippy toe <laughs> he's so excited on the couch ready to come in he's gonna get a snack What's he looking for? Just wants to say hello to the owner, right? It comes, okay, all right, there you go. Yeah, rub my head. All right, this guy, I mean, this guy, look at him. Pitter patter, patty cake. I don't know what that move is. Well, he's like, he's playing a video game. All dogs are different. On the couch, yeah. This guy's very excited, right? He's awesome. And this is an oldie but a goodie. I said, feed me. I'm hungry. Look at this guy barking. My bowl is empty, I said. He picks the ball up and checks it at the owner after barking at him about, let's go, I'm, I'm, I'm dry here, come on. No more fooling around, <laughs> what's, pal. What's the problem? It's time to eat. Now that's a new one, that is awesome. Picks the ball up and throws it at the owner. They're barking about, I want some food already, damn it. What's the holdup? Come on. That's awesome. Going in fresh? Oh, laid back. Oh, there it is. The dog swinging so good. on the tire. A husky on the tire swinging back and forth. Look at the tongue. Oh, Look man. Look at the hind out. legs. Yes. Life is good. Creative. He can do that. <laughs> right. And he would know how to do that. Hanging out in the tire. And uh, out cold. Good for him. He's got it all figured out. Excellent videos today. Lose some. Tigers took money. 135 up to 180. The rally in the ninth fell short. They lose 11 to 10. I know it was ninth tier for soccer. Rodich Egern, if it's pronounced correctly, but they played Bayern Munich in a friendly. They lost 27-0. How do you lose 27-0 in soccer? Ninth tier, eighth tier, I don't know, well, tenth tier? 27-0 in soccer? How bad is ninth tier soccer, Paul? Oh, wow. It doesn't sound very good. Well, still. I mean, that was... Could a high school team go up against Bayern Munich and... Uh... Better performance? Have a better Maybe. performance. I don't know. That that's I couldn't believe that. What was it? 14 nothing at halftime? <laughs> Something like that? Sure, why I mean, not? Go crazy, right? Plenty how, of how lose. many goals were they laying? Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of lose some. This is great with the sound up. Bear just opens the door and walks Take right off, into bud. someone's house, right? Here we go. Go on. <laughs> go. <laughs> go on. No. That way. Go on. Go on. Well, it worked. Get out of here. It, how? Okay. How did Go. that work? The bear looks at him. He goes, get out of here. Go on. It's, it's, all right. 
He takes the left turn and goes out the way he came in after opening the door. I mean, what a surprise that is in, in, your, in your living room where you walk in, you got that beast hanging out, looking cool. around. First of all, the guy's walking towards the bear. Sure. Get out, go on. We'll see you later. You never and know, right? uh, he's like calm, cool, and collected the whole time. Yeah. Yep. There he is. Get out of here, right? Piece of cake. No problem. I can't believe that worked. As I understand it, this is in China. My God, look at this road. According to one person on Twitter, it's 17 miles long. So if the person beats you and gets there first, you have to, this guy's got to go back it up all the way. Oh, come on. That's what that's what it said. I don't know. I mean, look at the road on the side of the mountains. like a Mission Impossible yeah, scene here. I was going to say, that's definitely Tom Cruise shooting his next movie. Yeah, right. Look at that. In China, with on the side of the mountain. And, and this guy's like, I'm here first. Sorry. And so he goes, all right, you have the right of way. I have to back it up. I'm backing up for 17 miles. <laughs> for 17 miles. There's nothing miles, I can do. So There's nothing I can up. do. Well, that's what, that's what it looks like. That's what they said. I mean, apparently, it's in China. Now, that is incredible video with that road. That is nuts. And say it ain't so. We need help from our friends on, on Nessa. Lucille Burge had this. Uh, now, Matt McCarthy said, I'm not opposed to some of the redevelopment that's gone on by Fenway. But this building's offensive. And Lucy tweeted out a picture. This cannot happen. Are they going to put condos behind Fenway Park there? The green monster? I mean, number one, you, 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 you're going to get hit by home runs. By fly balls there. But well, hold on. That's, so if we're looking that's at the rendering, happen, right? I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have to find out if this is going to happen. But she tweeted this can happen. And, and another guy said this would be offensive. But this, if this is under consideration, if they're going to put this complex... Behind the green monster? Oh, God, that's a massive eyesore. Yeah. You can't have that. Yeah, but I'm also to the point who would want to live there. I mean, it's bad enough you live it on a golf course, but you could have fly balls. You're having breakfast, and you're looking up at a day game or something. And Well, go out on the patio, though, and watch the games right, every single day. Be, right, if you're higher, high up, but yes, if you're up there, absolutely, I'd say that. Okay. Need more information on that on this, and if that's going to happen. One bad beat. Marlins plus a run and a half. 2-2 two, two in the 10th, 2 on, 2 out, Arenado, a three-run walk-off bomb, 5-2 Cardinals, and they win it. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet $5, get $150 in bonuses instantly. Promo code VEASAN when you sign up. DraftKings.com sportsbook. Full terms and conditions. Everything's always up there with baseball to win each division. Yes, no playoffs, everything you want, DraftKings. All right, um, I kind of want to bet the Blue Jays today. Well, Darvish has been uh, at a rough go of it, he no has. doubt. And Barrios has been really good. Yep. And the Blue Jays currently are laying about a buck fifteen at several books this morning. I think that's a little bit cheap. Now, again, I'm not the biggest Jose Barrios fan in the world, but you have to tip your cap when a, when a guy like this has been solid, and he has been for pretty much all year now. I mean, it's going on... What do I have here? Since May 6th, he's basically had two bad starts on the year. That's 13 starts overall. Um, so he has been good. And Darvish, again, yep. Yeah, I think that he's had two good starts since May 17th. Two. One was his last time out against Philly when he had nine Ks over six innings, only allowed one run. But the previous four starts before that one, he was one and two overall. I forget about the record, but uh, 21 innings pitched, 17 earned runs. Mike Palm's right. Fake ace. Yeah, 21 Ks to 10 walks, an ERA of 7-plus in look, those four games. Look at the ERA on the road not for the season. Yikes. And 18 runs last 27 innings pitched. Not good. Yeah, but again, now, this this whole season, it does it defies logic about how bad this, this Padre outfit has been. Much of it is because they haven't been able to hit all year. Right. But you see the years Snell, Waka, and Musgrove are having, and they're still under 500. And, and Darvish with an ERA of almost 5. I wonder if this is going to be the new norm in Major League Baseball where it, it's going to be true parity and you're going to have maybe one or two teams that are, you know, superior in the regular season. But come playoff time, it's just going to be totally wide open. I mean, I, I don't know how you can be really confident on any of these teams. You know, the, again, the Braves, I think, are really, really yeah. good. Oh, they can hit. Yeah, they can. Yeah. But, I, you know, the Dodgers, again, in the National League, they're coming on. They have the second best record in the NL. But... They're pitching with the health and how many guys have been banged up. I guess maybe if they get them all back together sometime during the playoffs, okay, that might be fine. But how many times have we said that before about the Dodgers in previous years? Yep. It feels like almost every single year. And then you see what 
happened again like to a team like the race. They started off blistering hot. They, what, were 13-0 to begin the year. It was an easy part of the schedule. And now they're at this point of the year where they're clinging to a one-game lead over the Orioles, and they have the most, basically the most difficult schedule in baseball remaining. So it looked like, my sure. God, they're, they're going to be a machine this year. And they were for, you know, 60 games or whatever it was. But that's, that's, it seems like an eternity ago now with the race. They have three wins in July. Two of them are against Kansas City. Oh. That'll tell you. Wow. So, as, as much as we talked about, oh, my God, Baltimore's schedule in July and Baltimore's schedule the rest of the way. The rest of the way, Tampa has a more difficult schedule. Yeah. But after this, the, I mean, tomorrow they start that four-game set at home against Baltimore. Then they go to Houston. Then they go to the Yankees. You know, and then there's San Francisco and, and you know, tough September stretch on there as well. But, uh, yeah, it's been it's a bit of an average baseball for 35 games now. Rodon is uh, scheduled to go today for the Yankees. Not He hasn't been good either. No, it's only, it's been two starts. No. Nope. But now they have to rely on this guy who was freshly back from that injury to say, "Go, come on, pal, we need you. What's well, that funky four o'clock start too? Yeah. So the shadows will be a problem. We just saw that on but Sunday that Night was, Baseball. Yeah, that's. And that game eventually yeah. flew over the total between the Astros and the Angels. So, yeah. I, but then you have to rely on the Yankee sticks to actually produce today. Well, good luck with that. I know it. Uh, V-CIN sports betting analyst Josh Applebaum will join the program next. We'll get his take on today's MLB card. See where his money is going to be going on the slate. That's coming up here on Follow the Money. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. Get that NFL betting guide over 70 pages. Great articles, power rating, Steve Mackinnon. College football guide comes out August 3rd. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and NFL seasons. Profiles of every team, best bets on futures and win totals. Sign up before the end of July. You get both guides and full access through the Super Bowl for only $175 or Sign up on the monthly subscription. Get your first 30 days for only $19. Ends July 31st. Get this offer. Don't miss out on these preseason deals. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a subscriber today. Josh Applebaum is a VEASAN sports betting analyst, and you can get his two podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. One is called Morning Bets. The other is called Market Insights. And he joins the program now to give us a rundown of uh, the Major League Baseball card today and what he is going to be betting. Josh, good morning. Thanks for the time, as always. Now, this kind of coincides with each other because they're playing one another, but the Giants are red hot, long uh, winning streak, the exact opposite here. And the timing has been terrible for the Reds because they were ahead of the Brewers in the NL Central. Well, today, Stripling's going to go for the Giants against Ashcraft and the Reds at DraftKings as we speak. Stripling and uh, San Francisco laying about a buck 15 here. Small favorite, total 10 and a half. What caught your eye here in this matchup? Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, it's great to be with you. So I'm going to actually, uh, I think you said the opportune words here, Mitch, buy low, sell high. To me, it's a good opportunity to back the Cincinnati Reds. You mentioned it, Mitch. Uh, you've seen San Francisco win the first two games. They won 4-2. to two. They won 11-10 to uh, yesterday. And really what we're seeing today is this line moving away from San Francisco and towards Cincinnati. So we actually opened this game Giants as high as a minus 130, minus 125 road favorite. Now the G-men are down to minus 115. So line's going away from San Fran and it's going towards Cincinnati. Cincinnati open, getting some plus money, plus 115, plus 110. Now you flipped over to even money or now a minus number here. So what's notable to me, guys, is the bet split. Uh, again, using our VEASAN.com bet splits coming directly from DraftKings. The public's riding the G-men saying, hey, G-men are playing great. Uh, since the break, they've gone 5-0, and Cincinnati's 0-5. But remember, this Reds team before the break was red hot. A lot of young prospects have come up, a lot of energy on this team. However, they've struggled out of the gate here. So uh, basically the fact of buying low, selling high in the line, moving toward the Reds, tells me that smart money's on Cincinnati here. But also, guys, the bet split. Only 43% of bets are on Cincinnati, but they're taking into account 71% of the money. So when I'm looking at bet splits, and again, it's an inexact science, not every sharp bet split's going to win, but anytime I can get a team getting less than half the tickets, but way more than half the money, that tells me those bigger, sharper wagers are in their favor. And you mentioned the pitching matchup here, Mitch. You know, Stripling, 0-2, 6.11 ERA. He hasn't been great this year. Ashcraft's numbers on the surface level aren't great either. 4-7, 5.95 ERA. But he's actually pitched pretty well here in July. He's made two starts. He has a 1.50 ERA in 12 innings. He's only given up two runs. 
Uh, also, you're looking at the bats, hoping they come alive here for the Reds. They're hitting 253 versus just 246 for uh, the Giants. And then also some correlative betting, dog high total. Total in this game uh, is around 10 and a half. It is juiced up a little bit, minus 115, little liability maybe to another higher scoring game. When I'm on a dog, guys, I want to be on a dog in a high total game, anything like nine or higher. Low total would be eight or less, but more uh, higher total here, more expected run scored, more upset opportunities, more variance. It really is a benefit to a dog. Unlike a, a low total would be a benefit to a favorite. So I'm not going to outsmart myself, guys. San Fran's the public play, but the line's dropping to the Reds. I'm backing the Reds here around even money at home to hopefully get off the schneid in the second half. All right, early start in Pittsburgh. Maybe you want to oppose Rich Hill, but the Pirates are now in last place, and they've lost 9-10. What are your thoughts on uh, Cleveland on the road here? Yeah, I'm not going to outsmart myself here, Paulie. I'm going to take Cleveland. They got a little uh, money in their favor. And by the way, how lucky are you guys on the West Coast to have uh, MLB games that start at 930? I mean, I can't complain either, 1230 on our uh, on our East Coast here. But uh, I'm liking the the, uh, the sweep here in favor of the Guardians. Uh, they've outscored the Pirates 21-1 to in this series. They won the opener 11 to nothing. They won again yesterday 10-1. to And today they're taking in the money in their favor. They opened around a minus 120, minus 125 road favorite. We're now seeing them get steamed up to minus 130, minus 135. So again, looking at steam and a sudden change in line movement across the marketplace, I want at least 10 cents of steam or more. That tells me uh, that a lot of big money has come in and moved this number. Now pitching matchup here hopefully will favor uh, the Guardians. Actually, Aaron Savalli, who's on the bump, he's been one of their best starters this year. 3-2, and 2.65 ERA. He has a 1.69 ERA on the road. And in three July starts, he has a 1.50 ERA. So Savalli's throwing the ball great. You know, Rich Hill, 7-9, 4.76 ERA. He's struggled. He's made, uh, in July, he's made three starts. Uh, the Pirates are 0-3 in those games. He has an ERA over six. And then a lot of system matches here on Cleveland, guys. They have the line move. Uh, they're getting around 75% of bets, but 85% of the money. So it looks kind of like a pro and Joe bet split where public's just saying, hey, bet against Pittsburgh. They're really struggling right now. Whereas wise guys really like the value of that number when it opened, you know, closer to minus 125 early, but also road interleague favorites. This has been a system match favorite of mine. They're 88 and 49 this year, 64% with a 9% ROI. If you're a short road favorite in a sweet spot between minus 120 and minus 150, these teams are 144 and 78, 65% with a 14% ROI. So they've done very well uh, just in general here in this spot. And guys, keep an eye on the over. Maybe we see some runs. It's nine and a half juiced up over minus 115. It's about 80 degrees in Pittsburgh. The wind is blowing out. Wind blowing out is always a good thing for an over. But uh, really, Cleveland's bats are, are really raking right now. Pittsburgh's struggling. We got a line move to uh, Cleveland. I'm going Guardians here, guys. I got them around minus 130. Yeah, I want nothing to do with the Pirates right now. It's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest is VSIN Sports Betting Analyst Josh Applebaum uh, talking about today's Major League Baseball card. One more uh, today on the slate. Tigers are currently $1.45, total 8.5 against the Royals. Eduardo Rodriguez, a guy that you're familiar with, uh, spent some time obviously in Boston. I mean, people forget about this. He was actually down to 20 to one at one point to win the American League Cy Young, his April and May. They were both really, really good months for him. Missed all of June, came back, two, uh, made, has made two starts so far. He got roughed up against Oakland um, in his first start back. Then at Seattle's last time, settled down, got back to the guy he was for their first two months. And now taking on a uh, Royals team today where he's favored again, laying 45 cents. Do you trust him again that he's fully back here? Do you want to lay the money here with uh, with Ro Rodriguez? I'm hoping so, Mitch. Yeah, I am going to lay it here with Detroit. You have seen a little bit of line movement in their favor. They open as low as minus 140, minus 145. I'm seeing them creep up, you know, past minus 150 now at this point. Erod, you mentioned it, 5-5, five 2.70 five, ERA, but he's been super consistent home and road. Ironically, he's got a 2.70 ERA at home. 2.70 ERA on the road, so hoping he can bring that consistency to Kauffman Stadium here today. Uh, it's as much of a bet on Erod as it is a bet against uh, bet against Ryan Yarbrough. He's two and four with a 5.29 ERA this year, but at home his ERA is 7.36. And you see this Detroit lineup, uh, which a lot of Saber metrics uh, are banking on this team to maybe show some positive regression and be a team to lean on in the second half. A lot of their internal numbers. If you look at kind of like the luck factor, they've been a little bit more unlucky than lucky. So maybe the Tigers are a team to keep an eye on in the second half. You have seen so far th these teams split the series. You saw Detroit win the opener three to two. Second game, it was a back and forth. Uh, Tigers made a comeback almost, but they lost 11 to 10. Royals got a win. But guys, I'm going to bet against the Royals every opportunity I can get. Same thing with Oak Oakland. I know both these teams won last night. But if you look at in particular, when Kansas City wins a game, if you just bet against them the next game, it's almost like that. Hey, they got lucky. They got a win but they're going to come back down to earth and lose again. Fading Kansas City off a win, 21-6, and 
22% ROI that would match with Detroit here today. And then another sweet spot for short road favorites. If you're between minus 120 and minus 160, those teams are 174 and 103, 63% with a 9% ROI. Uh, and Kansas City has really struggled against lefties, just 7 and 18 against left-handed pitchers. And then shout out to our colleague, Steve Mackin, who does a great job with his bullpen rating system. Massive advantage here with Detroit in the pen. They're a plus seven versus a minus 22 for Kansas City. So this is kind of a uh, play for me, guys, where if uh, the Royals at home beat me, I'll have to tip my cap. But I'm going Erod. I'm going Detroit on the road. Shop round. I got, uh, I think, minus 147 here on Detroit. All right, Josh. Thanks for the time today. Best of luck on the card. You too, guys. Have a great day. Yep. Get his two podcasts again called Morning Bets and Market Insights here at Beeson. We were talking to him before the uh, before the break. He thinks that's going to be a uh, restaurants, condos, hotel type deal behind Fenway Park, uh, off, off the monster. Okay. What's it called? Landau Landau Street. Lansdown. Lansdown. Yep. Lance. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, yep. Josh. Thanks, Luke. Uh, yeah. Okay. So is that better than condos then? Uh. I've been to. Uh, I haven't been to Fenway since 2009. Been a, it's been right. a minute. Yeah. I, w- I would go back there in a heartbeat. Now here's the thing: we just stayed at that hotel again. Yeah, if you, yeah, that's that you can't knock. I mean, if you get you could stay up there, and that's a hotel, uh, or or if it's a condo up on the top level, right? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll do. I would flip it and do a 180 from the previous segment. If I could stay there for a couple of days, go to a game at Fenway, I would probably do it. You think it'd be higher though if it's going to be a, a I know. hotel? What I mean, that's a, that looks like a looks like, like a warehouse type deal though, doesn't it? Yeah, I, but based it, on that picture, I'll be honest. When you first showed me the the tweet and right. the photo, I was like, I don't even know what I'm looking at here. Yeah, I wasn't sure what it was. Like an office type. Deal. Yeah, right, exactly. But and and again, Josh said during the break, it looks like it's uh, probably going to go up. Well, it's like Sky Dome, right? They built that. When they first built that stadium, the hotel was right there. Remember the couple? Oh, of course I do, yeah. <laughs> oh, they can see in? Oh, whoops. Oh, okay. We didn't know that part. <laughs> we thought that we could only see out, not not yeah, vice right. versa. Yeah, the other way around here. Yeah, hopping on the good foot, doing the bad thing. Oh. Right. Let's follow the money here on the Sports Betting Network. Up next, we will preview the Denver Broncos. It comes down to one major idea with this team. You're either in or you're out. There is no sitting on the fence. We'll talk about it next here. Unfollow the money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. Is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Check out today's action and future events as well. Check it out at vcin.com. Our daily NFL team previews continues here with the Denver Broncos as we are looking at uh, the AFC West this week. Currently at DraftKings, they are 40 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. You know, at this time that, uh, last year, they were as low as 16 to 1, uh, maybe even lower than that at some spots. But to win the AFC, they're 25 to 1. To win their division, they're plus 550. Their win total is 8.5. Here at Circa, you can bet over 9.5 plus 185 if you think Sean Payton can turn around Russell Wilson and the defense is going to be legit again. If you think they're going to be bad, under 7.5 is plus 155 and they are plus 180 to make the playoffs. I have a lot of thoughts on this team, Paulie, but I know that you're fired up here about the Broncos. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, it's uh, to get Payton is just enormous and a shot in the arm. To go from Joseph to Fangio to Hackett, and now a Hall of Famer. And this is odd and strange that Joseph was the head coach, fired, and now he's back as the D.C. Uh, so uh, it was just an historic season for all the wrong reasons last year. They would have started 8-1 and one last year if they just averaged 18 points per game, and they couldn't do it. 17-16, 12-9, 19-16, 16-9, 17-10. It was ridiculous, and, and the Hackett stuff, and it was just comical that the, the fans at a home game were, were counting down the play clock because the delay of games and what transpired. They lost nine one-score games last year. They went 0-3 in overtime. In our guide, Steve Mackinnon points out, 34 teams since 1998 have lost eight-plus one-score games. The next year, they improved by, on average, of three-and-a-half wins, hmm? and 30 of the 34 improved. You'd think Wilson has to be better. Um, it was just, it was awful how bad he was. They were her- horrendous on third down. Everything went wrong, as we talked about. They couldn't score. They couldn't move the ball. Uh, the defense was awesome. That was one good note from the season last year. But all these games that went against them, I mean, they, the both losses against the Chiefs were close. They lost by three on the road. They lost by six at home. The overtime losses, the 10-9 crap, the 16-9 to 12-9 in overtime. 17 points per game, dead last on the season. Put in perspective, Chiefs were number one, 29 points per game. So Peyton's going to turn it around, but the quest, the what-if question is, and certainly they have a, a ton of talent on offense, especially at the wide receiver position, is what if he, it, he doesn't recover? What if it's more like, okay, well, Russell Wilson's cooked. And he can't be fixed or saved. That's one question. But I do think he will uh, snap him out of it and, and turn it around. And uh, it's hard to see this team not winning at least eight games. Yeah. And again, the win total, eight and a half. They can absolutely realistically be, begin at least three and one on the schedule. Uh huh. Yeah. They get the first two games at home. That's a big game week one. It's the they'll they'll beat the Raiders. Win that. Well, you would think so. Yeah. But they, so they uh, get the Raiders and the Commanders, they go at Miami. That will not be easy, mm-hmm. especially in September. They're at Chicago, so they could be 3-1 and one here. Then they come back home against the Jets. They play at the Chiefs on Thursday night football. Oh, they did it again yeah. with the two games I in know, three weeks. I oh. hate that so much. Uh. Then the Packers at home and the Chiefs back at home again before the bye. Well, they better start 3-1. and one. I think so, yeah. With what's coming up. Uh, they're also on a 9-1 and one underrun when playing the Chargers, and they failed to cover seven in a row. Went on the road against the Raiders, mm-hmm. Las Vegas slash Oakland. Now, having said that about the beginning of their schedule, uh-huh. I absolutely love the back end of the schedule. After the bye, the game the game's going to be a Monday nighter against the Bills. Okay, clearly not going to be easy. Then they come back home against the Vikings. Now, this is getting lat- latter part of the year again, right? So it's going to start to cool down a little bit. Who knows about the snow factors in Denver? Vikings, Browns at home, at Texans, at Chargers. Home game for Denver in L.A. against the Chargers. 
at the Lions, then they close Patriots, Chargers at home at the Raiders. That's no doubt manageable in my opinion. And when you look overall, they're favored in 12 games. They have the 10th overall hardest schedule. They're in four primetime games. Those three straight road games in weeks 13, though, are Texans, Chargers, Lions, which I think they can win two of those. They're going to go two and one there. Here's the deal with Russell Wilson. Last season, he had the lowest completion percentage of his career, and he looked like he was fat, and he looked like he was out of shape. It was the second lowest yards per attempt in his entire career. 16 passing touchdowns for Russell Wilson. He played 15 games. His previous low was 20 in 2014, but he also had a year that was a 21. But this is a guy who has thrown for 31, 34, 35, 40, 34, and 26 touchdowns at least twice in his career. So last year was by far and away his lowest touchdown number. Tied for second highest INT percentage in his career. Also, 55 sacks taken from him for 368 yards, highest in both categories of his entire career. The offensive line at Pro Football Focus grades out as the 11th best in all of football, and PFF is uh, much lower on their overall defensive rankings. For example, they have their D-line at 28th overall. They have their linebackers at 13th. I think the ceiling for the linebackers is higher because of the talent and the names and that core. But the secondary is absolutely legit, and is it's one of the yeah. best in football. Yeah. You know, not only does he have to clean up and fix Wilson, Peyton's got to come in and fix uh, chemistry and uh, in the locker room after what happened. Because let's be honest, that defense quit, and they quit at times, too, on the offense. I mean, that, that Christmas Day game, when they lost like 50-14 to 14 to Baker Mayfield, that was mm-hmm. an embarrassment. And time and time again, remember that report in Denver, where Wilson, when he was audible into plays, and like the, the wide receivers looking at him, like, "What are you talking about? You're not making any sense. This stuff was Seattle stuff. What you're doing here uh, with with that report? So it, it starts with there. But again, how nasty this defense was, and then the acquisition of Frank Clark that they bring, and it's just it's just staggering what happened and how bad they were offensively because this should have been a playoff team and a team that should have been off to a great start. Certainly eight and one, maybe not not that uh, greedy. So you should have been six and three or seven and two if you just averaged eighteen points per game. That was it. With, with what was yep. going on, it was comical what was happening every Bronco game. So we had that uh, you know long conversation on the show yesterday about what happened with the running backs across the league and how they were given the franchise tag rather than getting extensions. Well, how important are running backs? Javante Williams, I think, is a really good has the potential to be a really good running back in this league. In fact, he was as a rookie uh, last year, hurt immediately. And so he's going to come back this year. How healthy is he going to be? What's that knee going to be like? Because if he can't play, if he's not healthy, or if he were to get hurt, hurt again, it's going to be P. Ryan, who they brought in from the Bengals, yeah, yeah. who has basically what never had a hundred. I think his high is like a hundred carries ever in, in a single season. So that said, I think the wide receivers here in Denver are low-key, under-the-radar, have a chance to absolutely boom, bust out this year, and go crazy. They didn't last year, but they have that potential. I'm still convinced Jerry Judy can be a complete stud in this league. But yeah. he's had a massive problem of quarterbacks and coaches so far, yep. and that was by far, again, Wilson's worst year of his career. You're going to go from Hackett to Sean Payton, who for years, all we could talk about how good of a coach he was and how good that offense was in, in New Orleans. I trust him. What a breath of fresh air. I mean, think about that Motley crew. Joseph Fangio oh. Hackett. For, now, now I, I, would say, I mean, it's seven years in a row, no playoffs either. The great organization. I would say for the Broncos organization to land on Peyton and for Peyton to, he could have coached yeah. anywhere, yeah, any job he wanted. And he said, I want to go to Denver. That's huge to me. Well, I like what he did right off the bat, too. Remember, he was asked about this Wilson bringing his own people in at practice. Yep. And they got, Shut it down. It's like, what is this? That's, that's not going to happen here. So I have not bet it yet, but I mean, based on everything that we just said, again, could have been eight and one last year had they only averaged 18 points per game. They lost, how, how was it, nine one score games? You how do you, how do you average, sorry, how do you average 17 points a game in today's NFL? I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's, yeah. I have yeah, no nine idea. Ones, nine one score games. Yeah. I don't think the defense will be as good as it was last year, but even if they are slightly worse, the offense by default basically has to improve and they won't lose that many close games. I'm pondering a bet on over nine and a half wins, the alt number at plus 195. That's my angle here with the Broncos.
I like him. I like Peyton. How do you not? Mm-hmm. So, uh, again, I met loyal VSIN viewer Mark yesterday at a local coffee shop, and I have the VSIN thing on the uh, laptop here. It was open. He goes, oh, hey, we got the talking. I was like, oh, yeah, Mitch, listen to you uh, and Paulie every day. He goes, my favorite bet on the board is Denver to win the AFC and to win the Super Bowl. He said, I can find them 50 to 1, and exactly what I said earlier, last year this time they were 16 to 1. Everything we just talked about could be a reason to fade the Jets. If Hackett is yep. that bad and clueless as a, as a play caller. Yeah, this is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up, including Gojo, Dan Lombard, and Ross Tucker. And here at VSIN, Paulie and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can check out all of our best uh, analysis at VSIN.com. Follow the Money has two more hours coming up here on VSIN. And we'll get Jeff Seeley's best bets for the Open Championship coming up next. Hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people. In an unscripted, unvarnished way, is getting to, to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine, And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 